0: Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Francesco, and I am joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan, from Husker Max, from the, or sorry, I should say, in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing today? Two back-to-back wins for Nebraska. That's got to make that's got to make your week.
1: You know, absolutely. It's it's hasn't happened in in well, happened in 2018. We'll talk about that in a minute, but. Yeah, two back-to-back conference game wins. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, first of all getting two wins of any kind is is fantastic. When you won only three games all of last year, um, we're at, we're at that point right now, three and three for the season, which is and we're tied for the Big West lead. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, what are we on?
0: Yeah, I know, no kidding. <laughs> the um I mean, it's just insane. Like the way that this st- season started, you would have never ever thought in your right mind that Nebraska was going to be tied at this point in the season for the conference lead. It's just right. a- absolutely amazing. Um and I believe, uh, I need to I need to look this up, but um I believe Purdue is also tied with us at the top and in we Illinois. play them next week. And and Illinois the next two
1: opponents Purdue, Purdue and Illinois. Illinois
0: we could be the top of the Big Ten West <laughs> in two weeks and I Michigan looks good. Michigan looks vulnerable I mean I feel like I'm drinking a little bit of the kool aid a little just yeah, a, just yeah, a yeah. tiny bit I extrapolating this to like four weeks in advance but Michigan didn't look great against uh, an Indiana team that we know Nebraska like handled pretty well. Uh, Michigan didn't look great against them. So the, yeah. there's definitely weakness there And Wisconsin. Wisconsin did look better this week after firing Paul Paul Christ. Um is that uh, more last because week.
1: Northwestern is is really terrible, or that that uh, the new coach uh, uh what's his name? Um for Wisconsin, who took over for Christ. Is he made oh yeah, uh, Paul or in, Leonard?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I my, It's probably because, um, my guess is it's because the, uh, just Wisconsin, sorry, uh, that um, Northwestern is just terrible. I, I think that's what it is. And, I, and, unfortunately, and they, how
1: many games have they won so far this year?
0: One. Only against us. Wow. Us, look at that. Against wow. Them. Look ah. at us. <laughs> ah. Oh, well. Let's do um, another
1: onside kick when we have yeah. an 11-point lead.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, no kidding, no kidding. Oh well, well, uh, I I think we might have won. We would have won that game uh, the way Nebraska played it these last two games. I think Nebraska would have won that game uh, if if they've been playing like they have been uh, these past two weeks. Uh, before we talk about football, real quick, I do want to touch on Nebraska volleyball, who top of the Big Ten West standings themselves, six and zero in conference. Um, they've beaten they their only losses to number nine Stanford or at least number nine at the time Stanford. Oh. Um, and it it looks like Stanford's still Stanford's number five right now. So that's that looks even better. Uh Nebraska's ranked number nine nationally. Right now, they beat right after they lost to Stanford, they rebounded, swept number 13 Kentucky. Uh, and then a few weeks ago or last two Saturdays ago, they beat uh the seventh ranked Ohio State Buckeyes three two. Uh, and then they've just been Rolling teams they've only lost a set in their last 3 games and or sorry last 4 games have only lost one set and that was to Maryland um and and they got Penn State coming up this week uh as well as Northwestern um so we'll we'll, we'll definitely keep track of them but it, we'll we'll definitely talk about them more as we get into the NCAA tournament and all that yeah. stuff uh towards the end of the season but just want to talk about it real quick and ranked inside the top 10 I, I don't think they I mean the only reason they're not higher is cuz they have that one loss to to a it's a good Stanford team though, and uh, Nebraska hasn't. Nebraska's always been, uh, in volleyball at least. Um, it, recently they haven't been one of the top like four seeds going into the NCAA tournament, but they always make it really far. Um, at least these past few years with uh, John Cook, so we'll definitely be tracking them. Uh, and Wisconsin looks good again this year, so hopefully maybe we'll get a rematch with them in the NCAA tournament. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on to actually what the, the 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 uh more happy news of this podcast and that is that Rutgers uh lost to Nebraska and that um it was a really it was a close game first one point win for Nebraska since ooh, like single single digit win for Nebraska since they were talking about this last night I totally forget when it was um uh. I forget when the last time they won a single-score game once. But anyway, uh, they snapped a nine-game losing streak against uh, FBS teams. Uh, oh, that was against Indiana. Sorry. Uh, anyway, but they have, they snapped their streak of losing games by one score, and uh, they looked really good against, against Rutgers in the second half, I should say. Uh, what are your original takeaways from this game, Grandpa, just kind of starting it off?
1: Well, the Huskers found a way to win. And they found a way to win in the fourth quarter. And the beauty of that, for the second week in a row, second game in a row, uh, Nebraska has shut out the opponent in the second half. So they have four quarters of shutout football, The uh, Bill Bush's defense. And I don't know when that has happened last. That would be another thing to go through the record books. But that was... Uh, you know, defense made adjustments at halftime, and we just haven't seen that. Yeah. In the, in the frost uh era there. It's just like they come out and they do the same thing in the second half that they did in the first half that did wasn't working. And it seemed like the staff was just lost on what to do. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So and I mean, and that's that's huge because th- the reason that Nebraska's defense was playing so poorly, I think part of the reason at least is that the um that the staff kind of wouldn't make adjustments at halftime like you were talking about, and that they wouldn't it would just be like here's the game plan, do this all four quarters and we're not gonna right. make any adjustments. Right. They adjusted against Rutgers, they brought pressure, three interceptions, yeah. Up- they they were going after Malcolm Hartzog, who got the start after his right. great game last week. Rutgers yeah. was going after him. He kind of got torched a little bit. They took him out, uh, put in a more experienced player. I forget who, exactly who they put in. Uh, but And then he, they, they put him in towards the end of the game. He started playing a little bit better. He got And he got the interception to seal it with 46 seconds left. Um, yeah, so. it was, that was
1: awesome. That was yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was basically like he just had to stick his hands out and he'd catch it. There was no one around him to challenge for it. It was Rutgers played really poorly um so we can be i think as nebraska fans it's totally fine to be optimistic about this the way the defense played was amazing they got a lot of sacks colton feast played really great um and o'shaun mathis got pressure on that last pass to kind of cause uh i believe it was johnny langan right uh, to to throw into there where there's no one there to force that interception um so They've de- the the transfers have definitely stepped up a lot, and it's I'm i beginning to see it. It was nice to have. I know Travis Volklek was back last week, uh, right. but he only had he only had one catch, and it was really good to see him like back fully fit, ready to go this week. He had a huge impact. He had our touchdown to start turning things around for Nebraska. Um, Trey Palmer had the other one, which was just a really beautiful throw by Casey oh, uh, was, to the back oh, of the end zone, awesome. and uh, a great route by uh, by Trey Palmer as well. And uh, I, I mean. There's a lot of positives takeaway, but Rutgers really, really blew it, I think, uh, in the end of this game. Noah Vedrill played really well first half, and then he just couldn't get anything going. He ended up six for 15 for 133 yards and no touchdowns, which, I mean, big credit to the defense after that blocked punt. Uh in the beginning in the early stages of the uh game, I believe it was late first quarter or something, mid first quarter, something like that. Uh it looked for all the world like Rutgers was gonna go up fourteen zero right uh, with in Nebraska only having the ball once and it they went three and out. And the defense held held Rutgers to a field goal, and that proved huge because when you win by one point, your defense holding anyone to a field goal is is massive, is massive. And they did it twice, uh, which which was uh I mean, that was just that was the big takeaway is how well the defense played, I think, because we're used to seeing that last year, but this year, that's just like, Whoa, what is going on? Like Nebraska's defense has been all out of sorts and uh, they just stepped up.
1: Well, it, you know what they, they, there are a lot of plays in that game. And I'm kind of hesitant to say the play of the game, but one of them that you had to love is, uh, Anthony Grant had a had a. It was I think it was his longest run of the night, which wasn't
0: that it wasn't long, that far, yeah. <laughs>
1: but it was maybe ten yards, something like that. And he here comes this DB Rutgers uh, uh, defensive back going to try to tackle him, and Anthony just lowered his shoulder and knocked the kid toothless. It was it reminded me and you, you were you weren't born yet, but. And we're gonna we're gonna have Eric Crouch on as a guest. We're just trying to get our schedules uh, together. But uh, back in 1999, Eric Crouch, uh, Nebraska was playing at, um, and that that was a that's the last really really good Husker football uh, game or not game but team. Yeah, uh, they they lost only one that that year. And uh, but Eric Crouch was he had a he caught a pass. And here's this Iowa defensive back uh, in his way, and he just just Colcott the guy, sent him into the cheap seats and Eric, you know ran for a touchdown. But it was it was reminiscent of that. and, and you older people out there will remember that play, I'm sure your're Husker fans. but that was that was really, really he kind of set the tone for the second half. We might be down by 13 points. We're coming at you yeah we're not, we're not quitting. And I love to see that kind of heart coming from that team.
0: Mm-hmm. yes, definitely, definitely. uh, you you were talking about the the rushing woes for Nebraska in this game only 70, 72 yards of rushing, right. Uh, that's the lowest this entire season by quite a bit. Uh, Anthony Grant's usually good for about a hundred just by himself. Right. Yep. Um, I did like to see uh, Yant getting some touches, though he yeah. I think he played pretty well. Uh, it's really unfortunate with uh, AJ. Allen out the rest of the year um he 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 looked really good coming in uh in those against North Dakota and Oklahoma and then uh I forget when he got injured um and he he's out the rest of the year unfortunately and um uh but it's i mean we still have a really deep running back room and 72 yards is not great we still won the game this would be a bigger problem if we lost i think I don't know if this was Whipple just recognizing that, oh, our offensive line is fine for holding blocks in like certain situations. But like, oh. I think this was kind of him. This was a game where he decided to use the run sparingly, but use it to set up pass plays. Right. And and I think we just couldn't get anything going against Rutgers uh, front seven. I guess uh, they they just were all over. Our offensive line, uh, Casey was getting knocked around the entire game. Right. Uh, he, kudos to him for staying in there, making some big throws uh, in in big moments. I talked about this last week, but our I believe it was last week that, but our offensive line has to get better if we're going to if Casey's going to make plays like we know he can do. He showed us in this game, yeah, and in and, and in previous games as well. If he gets some time in the pocket. Like four, four or five oh, yeah. seconds in the pocket, oh, yeah. which is not too much. I mean, that's over the average, uh, obviously. But if you, uh, if you just get him some extra time on a few plays, he can make a big difference. And it, it, we didn't need that many big plays from him, luckily, to win this game, because the we didn't need to score that many points to win the game. But in a game where our defense isn't playing well, the offensive line is going to have to hold up just for a few more plays than they do. Give him that time. Let him find Trey Palmer. Let him find Marcus Washington. Let him find Omar Manning. Uh, let him find Alante Brown. Someone that's going to make a big play because he can. He can make the throws. He just doesn't have the time right now. Uh, and I mean, I, I talked about this last week. We have you and I were when we were previewing the offensive line. We have two full offensive lines of experience. Yeah. And I mean, I know there have been some injuries, but still, you you plug in different guys, and you should. There shouldn't be that much of a, it. Seems like they're just getting like they're that they didn't go to weights or something like that. Kind of like and then there's all the stuff we were talking about where Scott Frost was talking about how the linemen are throwing up after practice and yeah, yeah, working yeah, so hard. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't look like that. I don't know what no. he's. I don't know what he saw. They're they're getting pushed around. So either our strength and conditioning program with the linemen is terrible or they're just mentally not focused or something like that. And that needs to get remedied right away. And I I believe that uh, Mickey knows that. Uh, Because with 72 rush yards across three or four backs, that's not going to cut it uh, for for big 10 games, especially against Purdue uh, coming up next week and definitely not against Illinois. Um, But you have to
1: like the three interceptions. Miles Farmer got one, Brandon Moore and Malcolm Hartzog, you know, and and that was, uh, I don't know when the last time that we won the turnover battle in a game. I just, I, yeah, I it's been a long
0: time out. but we won it three to two uh-huh. yeah
1: that, i mean i hate that that we had the two but
0: yeah well one least, of them was a blocked punt at the beginning of the game I, I believe that counts as a turnover um and no i think that's just the two
1: interceptions that uh that
0: oh right sorry sorry got yes, got yes yes out. but so it really technically for me i would count this as a tie yeah, just because that block punt yep. um because that's effectively a fumble but it's not the the way the stat sheet works it's not like that but Kudos to Nebraska. Even I don't remember the last game that we've even been like tied for it for turnover margin. So <laughs> I'll take whatever I can get with plus one. So. Absolutely. Um, but Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The playing on Friday. What do you, what do you, what do you think of that? Do you like, that I don't like Nebraska? that. But, yeah. No, me neither. You know,
1: but I'll tell you the, I'll tell you a story. The last time we played on a Friday, it was uh, against Illinois. Uh, and I think that was at Illinois, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I was coming back. Go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. I was coming back
1: from I was coming back from Western Nebraska. I was I had just gone through O'Neill, Nebraska. And I'm driving the speed limit, which was 65, and and this is 2017, by the way. Just mm-hmm. got a new car, right? Mm-hmm. Got a new car, and I'm driving along on uh, I guess it's 20, uh, and I'm heading kind of southeast from O'Neill. And just like that, I hit a deer, did about $60,000 yeah, yeah. worth of damage to my brand new car. <laughs> and,
0: uh, <laughs> so
1: I remember, so I don't, I have a, a bad taste in my mouth. About it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: drove, I drove back all the way from, you know, east of O'Neill mm-hmm. to Omaha with a wrecked car. I and mean, that's probably not one of the smartest things I've done in no. my life. I had to get back for the Husker game, for goodness sakes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah no kidding. Uh, but yeah, hopefully Nebraska uh, doesn't replicate a uh, car crash next week against Purdue. Uh, but I mean, somewhat a lot to take away from this game, but not not that much. Uh, I don't I don't really think. Uh, re- as you put in our our little email here that you sent me for the schedule of the podcast that we kind of go over, um, you said that they Nebraska just let Rucker self destruct. Yeah. I think that's a perfect way of describing yeah. it. Yeah, um, they just played they played conservative they didn't turn the ball over that much the the two the first interception was in the first quarter Uh, I forget when the second one was um but like you they're not turning over the ball over that much and they're not and it's not just straight three and outs all the time you're getting a few first downs and then punting which is much much better than three and out punt three and out punt three and out which is what happened to Rutgers and right. you, where you get a few interceptions thrown in there, you get two interceptions thrown in there and they have to sh- keep shuffling quarterbacks because Greg Schiano doesn't trust Vedral, who I thought played well uh, for, for the most part in the beginning yeah. of the game. Uh, I get that he was coming off a hand injury and you could yeah. definitely see it when he tried to throw over the middle. It was just like a, it was a dead duck just wobbling over the middle. Uh, and, and that was going to get picked off at some point. So uh, I, I, I I don't know. But, um,
1: and then uh, we were talking uh, earlier about that uh, the last time nebraska won two conference games in a row that was 2018 yeah and the the question that i had i had to look this up because i sure as heck didn't know it but uh i found out that that was in tw- yeah 2018 and that was against illinois and nebraska beat this is their both these wins were in uh in uh, lincoln but we beat illinois 54 35 on the 10th ele- uh, of of November and then Michigan state that was in a snowstorm nine to six uh, a week later. And uh, so that was, that's the answer to our little trivia question. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: But you got to go back four years to win two Mm -hmm.
0: games in a row. It's perfect. It's perfect. I I mean, and then they, they got uh, Purdue. uh, I believe it's at Purdue next week. Um, They're going to Purdue and then you're going to go to (laughs) Illinois uh, I I believe is that correct, we play Illinois.
1: Going? No, we play Illinois at home.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. So Illinois at home. Um, but I mean, Illinois is going to be ranked in the top twenty-five. I don't know who Illinois plays next week. Um, they play Minnesota next week, so we could see. Uh, <laughs> Illinois is not great at scoring points. I will give them that. They beat Iowa nine-six. Yeah. Last yeah. week, I was <laughs> a little surprised.
1: Were you surprised at that? The low, that the, the that Illinois didn't score more points, or is Iowa's defense just, I mean, that's been a strong point of theirs.
0: Yeah, um, I think that that's just Iowa. Iowa's defense, they, they, Iowa grinds out games and wins them really close, low scoring, or uh, loses them really close, low scoring, uh, which I mean, that's a, I mean, the way Iowa's team is built, it's big offensive linemen, right. good tight ends, and good running backs. And you yeah. just, pound the ball, run, run, run all the time, uh, which I'm slightly worried about for when they play Nebraska, uh, when when Iowa plays Nebraska, because I don't think Nebraska's run defense is up to par with that yet. Luckily, it's at the end of the year, so we got some time to adjust uh, to to that, and we got Michigan's run game coming in two weeks before that, and Michigan's run game is way better than Iowa's, uh, I believe, at least this season. Um, But one thing that Illinois lost to indiana 23 to 20 and i don't think indiana had a down week against nebraska when they played them i think nebraska genuinely outplayed indiana yeah. so i didn't Well, i, I haven't watched the indiana illinois game i'll probably watch at least the highlights from that in in a couple weeks before we play illinois uh but i don't know we might have, i think we have a shot against illinois we definitely have a shot against purdue uh purdue beat uh maryland 31 29 but they got lucky that uh maryland didn't score on the final play that maryland right. had a possession drove down to like the 15 yard line and just right. uh missed a throw that in time ran out with unfortunately um so i i mean it's it's going to be a good game for sure uh purdue is not where it was uh, a few years ago with rondell moore they don't have that kind of playmaker guy really uh at least at least not from what i've seen yet Wow. what do you think Nebraska needs to do to to beat this Purdue team?
1: Well, I I just looked up and I didn't include this on our sheet but Purdue is averaging 32 and a half points a game and they're giving up 22 points a game. That's a that's a big in the Big 10, that's a big gap there. Yeah. So oh, Nebraska is going to have to play defense. I think if they allow 32 and a half points uh to Nebraska, I mean the the Nebraska gives up that many points Nebraska's—I I don't know—they have to find a way to to uh, to outscore Purdue. Um, they're averaging well; they have 715 yards of rushing, and they're allowing Purdue is allowing 582 yards rushing um, and passing, 1,803 yards they have uh, thrown for so far this year, and they've given up 1,385. So. Yeah. You know, it's it's a good offensive. Actually, it's a fairly fairly well balanced team. I I don't I don't know how that translates into what we see this Saturday night in uh, West Lafayette. I don't. I really don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't. Purdue's defense has never been a strong point of theirs, uh, especially their rush defense. Adrian Martinez tore them apart uh, when we played them a few years ago, uh, and. I mean, the reason that Nebraska, the last time we played them, uh, we lost 28 to – yeah, 28 to three uh, last October. Right. I was Adrian game. Martinez threw four interceptions yes. in that game, Yeah. which yeah. Casey's not going to do. I will tell you that right now. Casey Thompson will not throw four interceptions in a game. He might throw one or two, which we've seen. Uh. He has six interceptions on the year, which I don't love, uh, but way better than Adrian with – Four in one game, fumbling yeah. all over the place. It yeah. was just, I mean, yeah. it's not great. Uh, I, I, think it was hard for Adrian. I, I don't want to give him too much, uh, too much crap about this, but like the scheme that Nebraska had, it was uh, not very conducive to his talent. And you see him at K State now. K State's yeah. ranked in the top twenty-five. Um, they, K State just runs all over everyone. He's yeah. totally fine with that. That's a perfect situation mm-hmm. for him to go into. Um, I, I, I've been really happy to see him play super well. I uh, take K State uh, to I their K State's right below Kansas, which is still so funny to me. Uh, they they I mean the apocalypse is coming because Kansas State Kansas it has a better record than Nebraska. TCU is unbeaten, uh, and yeah, and and Alabama's looks vulnerable. So uh, <laughs> this season is weird. You know um, how many
1: interceptions Adrian Martinez is thrown this year? How many? Zero.
0: Exactly. Oh, it's because they just talk run the ball. About the
1: apocalypse. Uh, how he's <laughs> been by through six games he would he would have been in double digits no
0: question.
1: yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. Yes. you would think you would think um but Absolutely i mean they just crazy. they
0: just run yeah they just run the ball all over the place so um but uh, back back to purdue i think that purdue's rush defense they've been giving up about 120 rushing yards a game so not that much, and they've been their passing offense is going to be something that Nebraska is going to need to definitely focus on. They've been averaging 300 passing yards a game, uh, which is just just crazy. Um, and or sorry, they're allowing 97 rush yards a game. That is my fault. Uh, I was looking at the wrong thing. Wow, that is going to be so. Nebraska is going to have to uh, definitely step it up. Uh, I think that. Trey Palmer and Marcus Washington are going to have to have big games in order for Nebraska to win this. Uh, the, the line as of right now, today's Sunday, the, the 9th of October, so we play them in six days, uh, and the, the line's 11.5 in favor of Purdue. I right. I don't know how much I like that based on – I don't know. I don't feel like Purdue's that great. They're 4-2. They haven't and really beat anyone good besides Minnesota. Syracuse is fine, and they lost to them by three, so – I'll give I'll give them that. But all their games have been pretty close. They almost lost to FAU. They only beat him by two. Um, I don't know if that was just a letdown look ahead uh sandwich with Minnesota coming up and them just having come off that game against uh Syracuse. But um I mean we'll see. We'll see. It's it's all gonna come down to uh next week here.
1: Mickey's gonna be he will remind those kids of what happened last year. He will He, he, well, I think he's going to get those kids ready to play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has for the last two games. He has for the last two games. I really like, I'm, I'm going to, I mean, if I'm deciding on who I want for coach right now, I want Mickey to stay. I want Mickey to stay as a coach. Uh, I I think he can hire defensive coordinator or whatever. I don't want him to get rid of Mark Whipple. I love what Mark Whipple's doing. Um And but I want Mickey to stay as the head coach. I don't think we need another hire. Just bring in Mickey Joseph and and keep it how it is. You're going to have a lot more continuity. Um, he, I don't think he really, I mean, it's not going to be financially something that's going to be hard because he's hasn't uh, head he hasn't coached. Uh, he hasn't been the head coach anywhere before. So he's not bringing in something else. And and we brought him in from the sec um, and kind of bring it, bring him back home and then bring it, bring him up to head coach. I think, I mean, that's that's kind of I think that that's what he wants and he's he's if if the season continues like this the way that the Nebraska <clears> games <throat> have been played and the way they've been fought out in the fourth quarter that I mean I don't see why Trev Alberts would have to love Mickey saying and and not spending that much money on trying right. to get another coach to come in and not have to worry about all this recruiting stuff and all that and then just be like oh okay we get to keep mostly the same staff because. Mickey's here. All those receivers that want to be coached by him will stay committed <clears throat> to Nebraska. You talked about the defensive commits that we lost last week, but it it's going to happen with a coach uh, leaving that the commits will want to leave the school too, because the coach isn't there anymore because that's, that's how recruiting works. You get relationships and that's, uh, that's a big part of uh, recruiting is the relationships with the coaches. So if the coach is gone, then there's no reason to go to that school really, unless you really want to play for that school specifically.
1: Well, Mickey will tell you, and of course. It's that's what he has to say that you don't commit to a coach, you commit to a school, and I I think there's some some truth to that. But if I'm going to, let's say I'm a great uh, passing quarterback, and I commit to X Y Z coach, and then he uh, he gets fired, uh, and they bring in a guy who w- wants to run the triple option, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you don't yeah. Have any desire to get you know, knocked a, around. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I get that. Uh, but for offensive linemen, uh, for a lot of players, defensive linemen probably doesn't make that much of a difference. No. Uh If you run a 4-3 or a 3-4 defense, I don't think, I mean, obviously you need ed, ed, edge rushers in a 3-4 scheme. So I, I get that. But, I, you, you know, if you're a cornerback, you're a, you're a DB of some sort, Um, I, I don't know that that makes that big of a difference. Somebody may argue with me on that point, but yeah. 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 But yeah, any new coach comes in there and he's going to bring his players with him. i am talking about, you know, recruits that he is. So I don't, I think it's a, I don't know that it's a, it's a loss uh, per se. Um, I mean, it could be, but this the, the transfer portal has just changed everything. It's like recruiting is, you know, getting high school seniors in here is almost an afterthought. And I never thought I would ever see that happen.
0: Yeah, no, me neither. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. And I think I, I another reason I like Mickey staying is because you don't have, as you were saying, you don't have those recruits coming in. I remember you, you and I would talk about all the time of like, oh, just like – First year under Scott Frost wasn't great. Second year wasn't great. Okay, now he's got he's got to get his his players in there now. Okay, well now yeah. he's gone. Now I don't want to restart this process where right. like, oh it, we have to get their players in here now, and then as soon as their players get in, then it's like oh okay now we actually yeah. see. I don't want to wait four years. I want Mickey yeah. to stay. I want to keep the players that he has. He knows what Scott Frost was doing. He has a better way of doing it, I think. Um, and and he's way more it seems like he's way more committed to it. I don't know what Scott Frost was doing this entire off season, but um, they... that's what people
1: have said to him. What did he do? Like, yeah. you know, what did they practice? Because when they get, got to the games, it's like everything was new to them. They didn't know where to line up. Yeah. Uh, and now, you know, Bill Bush is just, he's made it simpler. Uh, get the guy with the ball. Kill the guy with the ball, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And and, and streamline the process, and uh, so that's that's I I like that. I I think no matter what happens, if if Mickey doesn't get the the coaching job, and I think if he gets us to a bowl game, or let's say he wins seven games, which you know you, you got to win, you got to win six. No, you got to win uh, four of the next six games.
0: Yeah. You know, is that doable? Yeah. Um,
1: definitely. Is, it, is it probable? Probably not.
0: No, I don't, I don't think it's probable, but it's definitely doable. It's definitely doable. But uh, I and, think,
1: I think, I think Mickey stays on in, in a capacity. It, I'm saying the the bare minimum. Is yeah. It, and I don't know if he's had this conversation with Trev Alberts, but I, I got to believe that something was said there. It says, even if you don't get to be the head coach, we want you to stay on. I'll make sure that you stay on as a record recruiting coordinator, wide receivers, because he can recruit and he can coach. He's already, we've already seen that. Yep. And I'm thinking only in the worst case scenario, if, if we don't win another game, uh, I don't think he's going to get offered the uh, the permanent uh, head no, coach. No, me
0: neither. Me neither. If, if I, w- he, I wouldn't want that either. If he, if he doesn't I,
1: I, Do you think that, that trev has a number is six i would say i think it's seven but i could be wrong on that because he came in you know so late in the season
0: yeah i might say bowl game just i don't know if it's a number yeah. i just think bowl game because that could be six or seven yeah uh, it just depends on the rest of the field i think it's just bowl game if nebraska gets into a bowl game and mickey joseph gets them enough wins to get into a bowl game which it has to be at least a 500 record You'd have a chance usually some years you can be five and six somehow and get into a bowl game, which I think is dumb. You shouldn't have teams that are losing records being bowl games. That just, I mean, that's just a waste of money. No one's going to want to, I mean, the fans will show up to that, but if you put it in like, like the Hawaii bowl or whatever, like it's fun for the players, but good luck getting fans out there. So, I mean, (laughs) uh, the, the, I, but I think that it's probably six or seven is the number that he's looking for. Yeah. Uh, And just a bowl game, I think.
1: So, um, if and I, I'm, I'm going to write about this in my next column, uh, but I'm thinking about, you know, on, on one hand, Trev Alberts has to he has to say, OK, worst case, worst, worst case scenario, I got to get a new head coach in here because that's just, I mean, you got to be smart in his business. And Trev, among other things, is really smart. He yeah. knows what he's doing. Yeah. And uh, but it, let's say it comes down to the Iowa game, which is after day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. And Nebraska still has they play they play at Iowa and that that's that's a chance for him to get to six wins. Well, if you're who are you going to keep on the string? As as a replacement head coach, who's going to wait that long? And, and I don't I, I'm I I don't know how to get my hands around that. I, I
0: Have you thought about that? Yeah, well not not really, but now that you bring it up, I, I mean I I honestly don't know. I don't know if he should be recruiting someone during the season. I think that's bad for whatever coach whatever whatever team that coach is coming from. That's bad for that team because it just like it kind of makes it seem like they just want to mail it in. And then it's also bad for Nebraska because if you're like, oh, Mickey's not staying, he's going to stop trying as much because it's like, oh, no matter what I do, I'm not going to stay on. Unless, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think that there's enough reward in 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 in, rec- in trying to recruit a coach. Now, I would rather wait until the, the season ends. If we get to a bowl game, you can start recruiting before the bowl game. I don't care about that. Bowl games, no one really cares about that recruiting-wise and all that kind of stuff for coaches. Uh, and, and all that. But if we get to a bowl game. Then you can start recruiting in the time from the season ending to the bowl game. Uh, but other than that, I, I think you should stay away from it. So but if
1: yeah. you can't wait until, you know, the end of November to start looking for a head coach, because the early signing date is December 21st. And um, the recruits you have want to know, who am I going to be playing for? Right. So right. I think
0: I, honestly, I have to, to think about a, it more.
1: It's a conundrum. Yeah. On one hand, you go on to give Mickey the benefit of the doubt that maybe he's going to win, you know, six or seven games that he has a real shot of that, or he, he he goes into the Iowa game with with six games already in his pocket, and,
0: and yeah,
1: that would. But I don't know how you keep a, a another head coach on the on the line. It's like uh, I mean I don't I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but it, it's just yeah can no. be really awkward. You can't start shopping for a head coach after the Iowa game.
0: Yeah, no, I agree be, with you. This could be a good
1: issue that that if Nebraska doesn't win any more games this year, then Trev is, you know, he'll he, – but he needs to have – Trev is a smart guy. He has a backup plan and a backup plan to that and a backup to that one. I can yep. assure you. So,
0: yeah. anyhow, you got a
1: score for uh, for us uh, Saturday night, Purdue, Nebraska?
0: 28-25 Nebraska. Woo
1: uh wow i think it'll be more scoring than that let's say 35 31 nebraska
0: okay all right well uh we will talk to you guys next week with hopefully another win in the bag go big red